Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good evening. You are the guest of Hope in the Faith Kingdom Hour of Prayer Open Forum. We come to you each and every Friday at 4 o'clock p.m. If you would like to join us, the number to call us is area code 724-444-7444 and enter the call ID 125026 followed by the pound sign. Or you can join us live, uh, streaming live, online at www.talkshoe.com forward slash tc forward slash one two five zero two six. We are a production of Hope in the Faith Kingdom Ministry, Chicago, Illinois, Brownsville. And the number to call us is seven seven three nine two four two seven nine zero. We are a Bible believing ministry. Our discussions and teachings are solely Christian faith based. I am your host, Pastor Michael Body. Thanks be unto God that giveth us the victory through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. For greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. We praise God from whom all blessings flow. God is a good God, and he is good all the time, and all the time God is good. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, my soul cries out, Hallelujah. I thank God for saving me. And not only did he save me, but he healed me and he kept me. And because of that, we give him the praise. I am excited today, my brothers and sisters, and thanking you for allowing me to come into your homes, your place of business, your place of confinement, on your jobs, or wherever you were kind enough to tune us in at this 4 o'clock hour. Uh, as I often say, I say to you on today, it's just nice to be nice. Amen. So we appreciate you for uh, sharing with us. And we are a prayer network. We believe in the power of prayer. And you asked the question, what is prayer? Prayer is a sincere desire, unuttered or expressed. On today, uh, we're going to be talking about praying for the unchurched, praying for the unchurched. We're so happy that you joined us, and if you're online at this time and you would like to state your name, church affiliation, I have something to say, you might do so at this time. All right. If you're online and you would like to say hello, just let us know you're there. Or give us your name and church affiliation. You could do that. Or if you have a word to say, you could share that with us. And if not, we are going to go to the throne of grace. Father God, we come again in thy sight, in thy presence, and we thanking you for all of your many blessings. Father, we thank you for being good to us, for keeping us, for protecting us, and for shielding us from the storms of life. Father, we thank you for life, health, and strength. We thank you for the activity of our limbs. We thank you for uh, shelter. We thank you for food. We thank you for the clothes on our backs. And then we thank you for bringing us thus far, for keeping us another week. It's so much that has went on since this time last week, but because of your grace, mercy, and favor that you saw fit to bless us in spite of. So we lift up and we praise your name. We magnify you because you are a mighty God. 
You are God that faileth not. And so we praise your name that you are the Alpha, you are the Omega, you are the beginning, you are the first and the last. You are Jehovah Jireh, you are Jehovah Nisa, you are Jehovah Rapha, you are the great I Am Father. And so we just thank you. We even thank you for your son Jesus that came and gave his life that we might live. We thank you for him going to the cross and then to the grave and getting up with all power in his hand and for taking my sins and your sins and uh, and other sins on his shoulder and then getting up with all power in his hand, and he did it for us. So, Father, I thank you for giving us your son. I thank you for giving us the gift of eternal life. And then most of all, I, I just thank you, Father, for being God all by yourself. Oh, God, hold us in the hollow of your hand. Uh, we ask that you cover and shield us with the blood of Jesus. We plead the blood on today over our city, over those cities where there are hurricanes and storms. Oh, God, we pray for your protection. We need you right now. We pray for families. We pray for our neighborhood. And then in this upcoming election, oh, God, we ask that you would uh, have it to be what you want it to be because we understand that you are the author and the finisher of all things. Oh, God, look on every church, look on every pastor and every minister preaching your word. And then, Father, look on us. Give us the strength and then give us the initiative to remember that you said going to all the world, compelling men to come into your house that it might be filled. Let the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart, be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, we're so happy to have you on this evening, Hope in the Faith Kingdom, Hour of Prayer, Open Forum, and this service is designed with you in mind. We are excited about the move of God, and we are excited about you on today. And we want to talk about uh, praying for the unchurched. I asked a question, why aren't we reaching the unchurched? There could be several uh, reasons that we don't reach in this uh, millennium age, that we don't reach the unchurched. It could be spiritual lethargy. In other words, spiritual lethargy, meaning that we have got just physically and spiritually burned out to the point that we are tired, that we don't really have the yearning to go out into the world. We feel that they have a close ear to us, so we don't want to waste our time. So that's spiritual lethargy. And then we are growing inclusive uh inclusivism that's what we're doing and we're growing disbelief in hell in other words we don't even really a lot of us don't believe that there is a heaven and a hell and then a lot of the unchurched they don't believe that there's heaven and hell so uh it's it's really not that important uh to some of them and some of us yet it is Another reason is busyness, being busy. We're so busy doing the things that we do from day to day. Uh, Our jobs, a lot of us, we are on social media. We are uh, going bowling. We are going skating. We are uh, going to the boat. We're doing this, that, and the other. So we got so much going on that we do not sacrifice the time to reach the unchurched and those that are not in the body of Christ. Then the next uh, reason why we are not reaching them because of fear of rejection, fear that they're not going to want to talk to us because I know even in our families, when you talk to your relatives and you invite them to church, and I know they give you a cold shoulder. 
and 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 so a lot of times we fear being rejected, and then we desire to be tolerant. We we don't we don't want to uh, ruffle somebody's feathers, so we try to be tolerant. We want to get along with folks. So if we talk to them about needing Christ in their life, uh, or even to tell them that the Bible said we should not uh, forsake to assemble ourselves together, uh, we rather be tolerant uh, with them and not to bring these things up. Last but not least, losing the habit of witnessing. A lot of us have just lost the habit. It was a time when people passed out tracks. It was a time when people, uh, when they were having something in their churches, they uh, would invite other people, family and friends day, or just to come to my service, uh, come on, meet my pastor. That was the time when we did those things. But now we are used to the excuse that, uh, well, they have their own church. But if so many people had their own church, then there wouldn't be so many people that are unchurched, even in our families, on our jobs, in our neighborhoods, uh, people we see from day to day in the grocery store, on our block, wherever. Those that we talk to on the telephone that are unchurched and are in in nobody's church. Reaching the lost as part of the Great Commission is what we are supposed to do as believers. If we look at Mark 16, 15 and 16, and he said to them, go, and that's enough right there, that word go. As Christians, our job is just not to be complacent not to just sit in one spot, but to go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole generation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. These two verses are similar to what Jesus said in Matthew 28, 19 and 20 to go out into the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole world, but also make disciples of all nations so that they would be taught to observe all things. And Jesus said, Lo, I'm with you always, even until the end. Some practical suggestions are, number one, we should pray for lost people, those that we feel like or we know that are lost. Yes, it should be our spiritual responsibilities to, to be concerned about those who are lost, whether they are drug users, whether they are uh, alcoholics or or whether they're people who are just strayed away from God, we should make it our responsibility to pray for all lost people or lost souls. Second of all, we should remember that all people, including the unchurched, are looking for transcendence, significance, and community. I'll give you those three again, transcendence, significance, and community. Everybody, uh, in other words, even the unchurched, they want something good. They want people to love them. That's when it says, and community. They want to commune with others. They want to be a part. Even though that they are unchurched, they have not all of the way separated themselves from the world, but for some reason they have separated themselves from the church. And it is our job uh, to minister and to pray and to evangelize to those who 
thought we think that what maybe we should leave them alone. No, they are just transcendent. But they desire your significance and they desire uh your outreach. Champion of faith lift at church. Champion. What do you mean by that, Pastor Body Champion? Make it your business to do some things at church that will cause other that are out of church to want to come to church. And you notice the word I use, champion. In other words, be a champion. Do your best job at a facelift at the church where you are. Well, somebody said, well, they... Uh, at our church, I don't get a chance to be over this committee or that committee, but this is a personal situation. You do something. If it's no more than uh, a lot of times inviting somebody that you know is out of church to attend service with you, maybe I make a suggestion to purchase their dinner if you can after church. Say, let's go out, let's go to dinner. Uh, I want you to go to church with me. Then we go out to dinner or uh, just sit down and have a conversation. Uh, How did you enjoy the church? Uh, How would you like to meet my pastor? So we can make ourselves champions and we can be that facelift at the church. It doesn't always take a joint effort. Sometimes God is using us to do his work. And so while we we are doing these things, we are also praying for those that are not in God's vineyard to become workers in his vineyard. We also must be more visitor-friendly. I see this as being a problem in a whole lot of church. Be more visitor-friendly. We need to stop looking at the face of folks and judging them and saying, I wonder, you know, if I should say something to them or not. Well, if the person is not a reg- in regular attendance at your local church, it's an obscenity a lot now that, not, now that we're discussing this. I've even seen this at several churches, even at at where I attend. I've seen visitors come in and people just walk past not even think enough to stop and shake hands, not to say hello, and uh, I'm going to stop myself right there because I also have recognized that a lot of people don't want you to speak to them. A lot of people don't want you to shake their hands. So I've been just recently educated on the fact that you can't shake everybody's hand. And that is a trick of the enemy because shake the shaking of hands and embracing uh, of one another is a part of the love of Christ. But, yes, there are even people that are church, not just unchurched, that don't want you to embrace or shake their hands or do any of those things. But our job, regardless, is to be more Visitor friendly. Maybe it's just a smile. Maybe ask God to give you a gift of discernment where you can look at the person and you say, well, I'm going to embrace them. I'm going to shake their hand. I'm going to say good morning. I'm going to say good for uh, you to come to church today. I'm so happy to see you here today. And that's what we had. Now everything is uh, on the time clock. The people come in, they dismiss, they run out the door, and and we miss that uh, opportunity to disciple people, to have relationships with people. So we need, in the body of Christ, to be more visitor-friendly. And we also need to create side-door events, side-door events things going on other than worship service that possibly unchurched folk would want to be participants in. And at our church, we have a lot of side door uh, events. 
a lot of times it can it can uh, include give uh clothes give out food give out uh different activities for the children and we have those and for the youth we also have uh candy and whatever the children like after church is over so those things are side door are things that uh happen on uh weekdays now we do have our bible studies that's not considered side door because that's also a part of ministry but we're just talking about things that will cause outsiders to come in and even start one of our greatest, two of our greatest side door events is the Monday Hot Meals Ministry where people can come in and they can have a meal to eat. And yes, there is something that each individual can do to be part of these events if it's no more than just to come and visit periodically and a lot of times you say well i would come be a part of this and that but everybody else is doing this sometimes just your presence just your presence is enough to make an effort uh to come out and say i just want to fellowship with those who came by or to either assist on a thursday food give out now that's what goes on at evening star on 59th and damon 2050 west 59th to go out and and to do some of those things. And uh, so there's really quite a bit that we can do if we really uh, make up in our minds that we want to do kingdom work. Uh, So we got that one also in our mind. Side, Side door events. Those are things that we need to do. All right, before we further go, we also want to say to you uh, that you're invited to be our guest uh, on Sunday morning at 11 o'clock for our worship experience at Evening Star Missionary Baptist Church, 2050 West 59th Street uh, in Chicago, Illinois. And we are the church where everybody is somebody. Our pastor is Bishop Bester Lewis Dixon. All right, uh, I want to stop just for a minute. We are talking about praying for the unchurched, those people that are not in church, those people, and, and they are still children of God because all of us are sinners, all are sinners. We are all sinners. Some of us are just saved by grace, by grace. And uh, some of, let me say this, a lot of us, have been around to so many different ministries and listened to so many preachers and ministers and pastors and different people that have their own opinions. You don't have to go to church. You don't have to do this. And this is what's destroying our millennium church, this generation coming up, thinking that it's okay to wear anything or I don't have to... uh, be obedient to anything that has to do with God. And I'm not talking about being obedient to to man. When you're doing things that you know that are not right, you know that you are not being obedient to God. Because there are some cases when uh, leadership sometimes can uh, expect us to be obedient to things outside of the Word of God. And so we're still not to be uh, disobedient, but we're supposed to be prayerful. But we know by the study of the Bible, and the Bible and the Bible does say, "Study to show thyself approved." When we study the Bible, we know what is rightly divided in the Word of Truth. And so, let us make missionaries of our of ourselves and go out and evangelize. And most of all, pray for those who are in church because we are living in peerless times. Every every week when you look on social media, you listen to the news, it's, it's drive-by shooting, then it's the shooting on the expressway, and now it's the epidemic with the clowns kidnapping and 
uh, committing crimes and burglaries uh, in in clown costumes. So all day long, this is a trick of the enemy. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, and but principalities, and against uh, wickedness of the rulers of this world in high places. And so we need to put on the whole armor, brothers and sisters. We need to put on the breastplate of righteousness. We need the sword of the spirit and and our uh, feet shot with the preparation of the uh, gospel. And so we just need to be dressed up because in this la- we're in this last and evil days, and there's so much going on. And, yes, there is an answer. Yes, there, uh, there is a bomb in Gilead. And I come to tell you that that bomb in Gilead is Jesus Christ. I'm going to stop for a minute before I go further, and I'm going to open the floor up of this discussion. And we want to talk about, we just want to talk about some things about reaching the unchurched. And if you have something that is not uh, in reference to reaching the unchurched and you need to share it or you need to ask it, we're going to allow you to do that right now, listeners. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Um, I'm just a good, I'm a listener right now. I need to be taught a lot of things about the Bible. But uh, I just want you to know I'm here and I am listening. And uh, I'm getting some very wise wisdom, knowledge from this ministry, and I thank God for that. All right. And And that's what it's all about. Uh, And I want to say this. Were you finished? Yes, I was. Okay. I wanted to say this, and I can see God working in you, being consistent. Uh, and, and most of the time, what I hear you say, I want to learn more about the Word of God. And that's what it's about. It's about the Word of God. Uh, I'm not here to talk about pastors and churches, and I won't do that. Because God, he placed pastors in churches, but we are just human like everybody else. And a lot of times we get so caught up with ch- churching until we forget about what churching is really supposed to be about. And we miss the mark. And people get miscombobulated and they get confused because where is the teaching of the word? There's so much going on in the churches. There's so much with the pastors. There's so much with the members and the choirs. And, and, and so that's why I can understand people being unchurched. Yes, uh, Sister Wells, it grieves my spirit. It grieves my spirit when I can talk to people and I can say to them, you need to be in church. I have family members, uh, Sister Wells, who need to be in church. And what they'll say to me, uh, they'll say, well, the reason I'm not in church, and what will happen is the things that they say, are all true. I see these things going on that cause stumbling blocks to cause people not to know. And uh, you said this, Sister Wells, and that's, it's a good thing to have somebody like you to, to to be strong enough to say, I have not found that church where I can go and do what you go to church for, to worship and to learn the Word of God. Because so much is going on in the church. And and it's sad that it's going on. And if you are not rooted and grounded, it's easy for you to be cast uh, aside by the snares of Satan. So I uh, appall you, and I appall you, uh, Sister Wells, for, for holding on 
even though that you had not uh, decided or found which church, that you were still seeking God. You're still hungry learning for learning the word of God. And being unchurched don't mean that you're not a believer. God wants us to be churched. Yes, he does. But also I can say this because I can also identify with this myself. Some of us are not strong enough spiritually to deal with some of the things that go on in today's local church. There are a lot of things that go on in today's local church that sometimes uh, cause stumbling blocks for myself, and it calls me to pray. Everybody is not, don't have that spirit where they can pray their way through uh, when life writes you a bad check. Should I say a lot? Even though we understand that pastors are not Jesus, that choir members are not Jesus, that church members are not God, that everybody that the hospital is the church is a hospital for sin sick souls. A lot of times we still can't get what we come from when, when we come to church when all this other stuff is going on. And so, Sister Wells, I thank God that you brought this up uh, on today. Uh, what did we say? Pray for lost people. Remember that all people, even on church, are looking for transcendence. They're looking for significance, and they're looking for community. I also said, let us champion a facelift at the church, our local church. And then when we do go to church, be more visitor-friendly. These are some of the things that cause those feelings, and I know because I've been there. And then create, we need to create more side-door events at the church. Again, if you didn't hear it, why aren't we even reaching people that are not in church or unchurched? Because we, we got tired, spiritual lethargy. We're just tired. We're frustrated. We go to church. I'm going to go there. I'm going to do what I got to do. I get to, I'm get. i there sometime. That's spiritual lethargy. I'm just going to go there and do what I got to do. I'm going home. I don't feel like being bothered with their mess today. Even though we, we have to understand that when we don't feel like being tired with the folks' mess, that God has to deal with our mess. And then we have uh, growing inclusivism that's one of the reasons because we have been inclusive growing uh then we have another problem which is growing disbelief in hell uh we got to believe that's heaven and hell people just uh once somebody died that's just it they don't think about heaven and hell you go have, go to a funeral every time they have a funeral people looking up from talking about you and see my sister, you'll see your brother uh, and I don't know unless you go into hell some of our sisters and our brothers and our aunties and uncles are not going to heaven but we'll go to a funeral and we'll cry and we know that hot, the life that folks live and there's no way in the world that you can live dirty and die clean but we have a tendency to bleed that when our loved ones come and we have that big service and that big repast, yeah, that she going to only be with the Lord. Well, you, you folks can't be with the Lord up there when they die, and they wasn't with the Lord when they was living. But we don't think about those things. And then we say, well, I, I see my mother. Well, I, you've got to live some kind of way to see your mother. And then when you see your mother, you won't see her as you saw her anyway because the Bible said we shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed. And we shall be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. And then another thing, as I stated before, a lot of us are too busy. We're too busy to take care of the problems in our own house. So it, it's, it really, we're really too busy. 
for the things that we need to do in the body of Christ, the things we need to do in the church. Every believer needs to be in a Bible study. Thank you, Sister Wells. You need to be in the Bible study more so than in a worship experience. You sit up in a worship experience and you can't connect. The reason you can't connect with what's going on because you don't have the foundation of the Word of God. We put too much emphasis on the singing and the music and the robes and the uniform that we wear in the church, but not the Word of God that needs to be at the church. A lot of us, again, have fear of being rejected. I would tell my my uh, children to come go to church. I would tell her she's not going to want to go. Tell them to go. Hey, let's we go. Let's go out there and go have us a drink. Let's go to the let's go to the riverboat. Let's go to Vegas. Let's go to to uh, Cancun. Let's go to uh, Jamaica. We do those things. But you say to talk to somebody about going to church. I don't feel like being bothered with them folks. I'm just gonna do nothing but this and do that and that. But guess what? Jesus put up with our mess. And we we a lot of us again we desire to be tolerant or tolerated. We want folks to tolerate us. And if I if I tell uh Sister Wells, I'm using you for example, Sister Wells, you need to be in church. You need to be in church. There's no way that you can get all the blessings regardless of how much God is blessing you now. I dare you to be obedient to his will. I guess that's one reason I don't have a multitude of friends because I believe that you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. It's not about popularity. Salvation has nowhere for popularity. And then a lot of us have just lost the habit of witnessing. Those of you who stopped, and I know some of our listeners uh, were doing the uh, the tracks, the track ministry. If they throw them on the ground, let them keep throwing them on the ground. And one thing about it, the Jehovah Witness, they haven't gave up on knocking on doors yet. They're still out in the streets. But we in the body of Christ, we lose our habit of witness. Even the uh, Nation of Islam, <coughs> excuse me, the Bing's, Bing Pies haven't stopped. The, uh, the uh, I don't know what's the name of the, the newspapers. What's the name of that newspaper? I know it was Muhammad Speaks, and uh, there's another paper. And I respect those Muslim brothers and sisters, and I respect the Jehovah Witness. What did you say? All right, I was trying to think of the name of that newspaper. Uh, but uh, So those are the things we need to do to reach the lost as a part of the great commission of Jesus Christ. How can we create a climate for reaching the unchurched? In other words, how can we create an atmosphere for reaching the unchurched? First of all, you need to be in church yourself. There's no excuse that especially every black American as we, uh, people that's not in America, let me let me go there too. We need to be in church. Look at this election. That's enough to make you all to want to be in somebody's church. Look at the shooting. Look at the violence. Look at at at, at what's just going on uh, in our neighborhoods and with with our uh, cities. I was going around the park. Uh, right with one of the members of the star and we looked at the cars. Every other car had a boot on it. We need to be in church. <laughs> uh the city has just gone crazy when it comes to revenue. But yet things happen like for instance police 
brutality, police murdering uh, and profiling and, uh, you know, having cover-ups that involve the city. And with these things going on, this involves your sons, your nephews, your grandsons. So we need to be praying. Your daughters. How can we create a climate for reaching the unchurched? There are several positive steps that we can take. And once we take them, they also may reveal information that can lead toward other strategic actions. The number one thing we can do is pray for the unchurched. Pray for those that are not in church. Even if it's you, make a conscious decision to get everybody in your house. You might not be able to say the prayer that Jesus said at Gethsemane. You might not be able to pray like Reverend Clay Evans. You may not be able to even pray a prayer like I would pray. But if you can't do no more than just say uh, the disciples' prayer, our Father which art in heaven, you need prayer in your house for your house to run right. And encourage those in your house that they be church. Again, I'm going to stop and... There might be somebody online that have a comment, a question, or that just might want to get a name and church affiliation, and I'm going to give you a chance to do that right now, listeners. Okay, is there anybody that would like to say hello to Pastor Body or... So just let us hear the hope in the faith kingdom. Our prayer, open forum. Know that you're on on the uh, line with us that you're sharing today. Before we further go. All right. You all quiet today? That means you're listening. Prayer should permeate all of our evangelist evangelism efforts. Prayer should. As we try to reach other people, it takes prayer. I thank God for prayer ministry. I don't pray as much as I need to pray, but I pray more than I prayed in my whole life. And I thank God for his gift and ministry that he has given me to pray. And I don't even ask that you pray that much, but if you would make a conscious decision that at with, in all thy ways, that's what the scriptures say, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. And everything you get ready to do, put God first. Don't just say you put him first. In other words, when you get ready to sit down, you need to say, Father, thank you for this food. When you get ready to go to sleep, as, as I do sometimes, I don't get down on my knees always on the floor which is a good thing to do. But at least get down on the knees of your heart when you lay down. And sometimes I almost get ready to go to sleep, and I say, Lord, I didn't even say thank you for bringing me through the day. And I would just take that time. Praying don't mean it's going to take 20 minutes. A lot of us are confused about prayer. So prayer should... uh, permeate all of our evangelism efforts. It should be first. Prayer should be. Jesus wept over the spiritual condition of the city of Jerusalem. If you look at Luke 19 and 41, there are scriptures that assure us that God is at work, and he is redeeming the world, and God is doing uh, what he said he would do. But He also said, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, he said, I will forgive their sin, and then he said, I will heal their land. My brothers and my sisters, Jesus wants us to be sensitive to his activity around us. 
I say to each and every one of you on today, if you didn't intend on going to church this Sunday, pray about it first. Ask God to direct you to go to somebody's church. Why did I say that? Because your well is day. You're sick enough to die. And it's, it would be a bad thing to have to move and don't have nowhere to move to. Somebody say, yeah, well, I have a relationship with God. I pray. Yeah, well, I pray. I do this. I do that. But in order to be a part of the family of God, he wants you to do the things according to the scripture. Being in church, yes, is one of the things you need to do. Paying your tithes and offerings, sitting in a Bible-based church, uh, sitting under strong Bible teaching, Bible study, Sunday school, learn of the Word of God, and it will impact your life in a way that will blow your mind. A lot of us are concerned about uh, the the millennium age church, the millennium age pastor, and we are seeing the negative results of these millennium pastors, but they are God's people too. We can't judge them, but we can pray for them. I ask myself a lot of times when I see what's going on in these churches, when I, when uh, some of the stuff that go on really turn my stomach inside out, I ask myself, is he satisfied with me? I ask myself, am I perfect? I ask myself, am I without sin? Let us learn to pray in season, out of season when we feel like praying, when we don't feel like praying, and even when we feel like giving up. Jesus said, cast all of your cares upon me, he said, because he cares for us. I am so glad that each and every one of you Stop by Hope in the Faith Kingdom. I would pray on today. And again, I'm looking for you all on next Saturday, next Friday, excuse me, at 4 o'clock, our normal time. We we didn't have music today. I'm working on that. I uh, do listen to what you all tell me. And if the music isn't uh, coming out right, We're going to hold off on the music until we do like Michael Jackson say. We're not going to stop until we get it right. And so that's what we're going to do, like Michael Jackson said, because he ain't saying it now. And so we're working on our music. There are a few other things we're working on in ministry, and we'll be announcing those things. They will not be uh, announced at this time, but we are working on some things. in reference to the unchurched, uh, myself and even uh, Sister Harriet Thompson Wells is working on something with me as we speak, and I'm asking everybody on the line today to encourage Sister Wells and pray for her because she is working diligently, doing some kingdom work. And I believe that I really believe that God is getting ready to do something. So uh, let us keep her lifted up in prayer that God use her in a mighty way. Because uh, whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever you are, you're going to need him. And you're not going to find him on the streets. You're not going to find him in your house. But you're going to find him at the church. And so regardless of who the pastor is in the church, regardless of who the folks in the church that turn their nose up at you, and I know that they do it, 
So I'm not going to make excuses for for people in church with bad attitude, but you have to understand that you're not perfect either. Does it does it get on your nerves? It gets on my nerves. But guess what? I get on some folks' nerves too. I don't like what the pastor said. I don't like what that deacon said. Them greeters back there got bad attitudes. And guess what? You're right. But all of us had bad attitudes, and all of us got on somebody's nerve. But God so loved the world. In spite of how we act, in spite of our attitudes, in spite of our nasty dispositions, in spite of of our contrariness, he loved us enough that he sent his only begotten son to give his life for a ransom for our sins. Yet when we were sinners on our way to hell, God sent his son to be appropriation for our sins. That's why when Sunday comes, and that, I remind, I'm reminded of Daryl Coley's song, When Sunday Comes, every believer in God ought to make it their business not to use no choir member, not to use no pastor, not to use... It's no excuse that you're not in somebody's church. Because if it's just, I can't handle my church this Sunday, then go to another one. There was a time when I didn't say that, but I just had, I, I've got to the point now where I've seen things happen where it takes a whole lot of strength for you to make that faith walk back to, to, the, to the church that you have to uh, uh, endure through mess or, 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 or strife or whatever that's going on in the church. So, yes, we we admit it. But then ask yourself the question, is everything I do perfect? Some of us are looking for an excuse because uh, we don't want to go to church no way. So we'd be happy that the preacher said something we didn't like. We'd be happy that folks didn't speak to us. Although there's something I never understood. How do you know that somebody is not speaking to you if you didn't speak to them? We have to grow in grace. We have to ask God to give us love that we'll do the right thing, to give us the strength where we'll be able to reach people without even opening our mouth. That's why the scriptures say, let your light so shine so that men will see your good works and they will glorify the Father in heaven. Brothers and sisters, we have a job to do. We have a we have a nation that we need to save. We have a neighborhood we need to take back. We need we have a city that we need to make safe again. We need to restore unity back in our homes. We need to be able to sit down and eat dinner together again. But this is not going to happen until we go back to God, until we quit making excuses for why we unchurched, why we are not studying the Word of God. And no, you can't have church in your house uh, for the ones that said, I have church at home. I look at it on TV. I listen to it on the radio. That's not church. The Bible says what? Present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto him, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed of this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. You got to make a sacrifice for God. If you haven't church at home, where do you pay your tithes and offerings? 
A lot of us are not blessed because we're spending God's money. Well, I get tired of going to church, and that's all they do is talk about tithes and offerings and ask for money. I do, too, because some people do it too much. And there was a time I wouldn't say it, but it's just true. You don't need to go to church with a pastor beating you over the head every other day about tithes, offering, about money, 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 money. But we, but you do need to be taught, and and you do not need to use uh, that preacher or that teacher because they're telling you what's right. Sometimes their intentions are not right when they're telling you. Does it take money to run the church? Yes, it does. But that's not what a lot of us has got that twisted too. I'm church folks. I'm not going to give my money to that church, and and, and I'm riding the bus, and he's driving a uh, 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 Bentley. He's driving a Mercedes. He's driving a BMW, and I'm riding a... So we're looking at the wrong thing. If If you decide to give $500 in church on Sunday, and the pastor buy $500 worth of crack cocaine, you have not missed the blessing God has for you. Once that money leaves your hand, that money is not going to the preacher. It goes to God. Say, so, no, I know the preacher got the, yeah, if that particular got, preacher got the money and he misused it, God will take care of him. It's not our job to whip God's preacher. The Bible said, touch not my anointing, do my prophets no harm. So that's not our job to do. Our job is to follow the man of God as he follows God. And then he said, let the wheat and the tare grow together. He said, when harvest time come, I will do the separating. It's not our job to separate. And if you go to a church and you don't feel comfortable, you know, you're not to stay there and raise hell, especially in Chicago. You're out of church. You just don't want to be in church. There are churches all up and down the block on Chicago, in Chicago. And we making, we've been making an excuse on church folks for years. Well, I, I, don't, I, I can't sit under him. I can't. And then when I go to this other church, they beg too much. And they do beg too much. One reason they beg too much is because people are not giving. It's because people are not tithing. And then some churches just big. And it's a bad thing to say, but we need to be about the truth. In order for us to get back where we need to be with God, we're going to have to know the truth. And if we understand the truth, shall make you free. Time is winding up. Time is filled with swift transition. We need to get it right before we leave this world. If you want to be blessed, if you want your family to be blessed, if you want to be successful, if you want to receive the riches of this world from God, remember the scripture said that the uh, wealth of the Unrighteous is laid up for the just. God got a blessing and your name is written on it, but he wants you to be obedient to him. I thank you, every one of you all, for calling in today. Those of you in the chat, we're so happy to have you here at Hope Interfaith Kingdom. I would prayer to take the time out and listen to this show. I'm a servant, Pastor Michael Body. We have some special announcements we're going to make. On next week, I'm I'm thinking we're going to make them next week. We're not going to make no announcements today because we we believe in doing things decent and order. I want each and every one of you all that called today to uh, give that number, 724-444-7444, and the caller ID, 125026, followed by the power sign. Get up to a friend. A family member. Make that your uh, mission 
your evangelism mission for next Friday, to have somebody to reach out, even if they don't go to church, or even if they go to another church, just invite them to be your guest on next Friday. We thank you for tuning in. Once again, the clock on the wall says it's time for us to go. We're looking for you next week, next Friday, the same time, same station, which is the Talk Shoe Network. And we say to you, my brothers and sisters, good night. God bless you. Now I want to him that is able to keep you from falling, present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Father, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. And all the people of God did say, Amen.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.